I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wake up in the morning feeling like... Waterman is extremely well. She's very slippery. You don't own me. Okay, now the tough question. Is this a try? Yes or no? Just because I'm a woman. <laughs> Hello, tryhards. Howdy, doody, doody, howdy. Are you a cowgirl now? <laughs> no, but I had my regular coffee this morning. Um, I regular. Um, <laughs> um, and then I had guests around at the uh, cottage, so I had another one. And uh, yes, there's only like five people in your village. <laughs> uh, two of them came over actually. Oh, wow, nice. <laughs> Um, yeah, which was, I felt like a little entertainer. Didn't have any cakes. I got out the uh, box of Gylians that my mum gave me. Little fact for you, or little little quiz for you, Gylians. I think that's how you say it. Oh, you don't. You say it Gillians. Oh. <laughs> it's spelled Gylians. Yeah, but it's definitely not pronounced that way. Well, listeners, tell us who's got it right. Yeah, Nolly, Gylians, LJ, Gillians. Um, Little quiz for you. What nut is added to uh, a certain this certain chocolate? Hazelnut. Oh, yeah, I didn't know, and then I was a bit disappointed because I don't really like nuts. Like, like, are you like new to this planet? Like praline, <laughs> it, they're praline chocolates. They're probably the most famous praline chocolates available on on the market. Maybe with the exception of a bueno uh, or a babueno, as my sister calls or, them, or um, or Frere Rocher. They're, yeah, they're, perhaps. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I uh, looked like a very posh host as I got out the uh, oh. box of chockies. Anyway, I've had when two I, lots of caffeine. <laughs> when I um, lived in London, I had friends around for a coffee once and panicked because I didn't have any like confectionery, you know, biscuits or cakes. And I served Kendall mint cake. What? Kendall mint cake. You know what that is? No. It's what the monks make on Colby <laughs> Island. And it basically is like this high energy peppermint slab that would, <laughs> when you go on like on your Duke of Edinburgh or you do like the challenge you eat and you have it in our kitchen. And I was like, well, it's a cake, but it's basically got like, like a square millimeter of it. It's got about 4,000 calories in it. <laughs> so you're basically serving high energy rations for a yeah, month. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> With caffeine. <laughs> With caffeine, yeah so yeah everyone I mean they're still running the people who were five years ago in that oh you know what I've just had a flashback of um one of the shows when I was growing up I used to find so funny 
was Mr. Bean. I, I mean, I literally would be howling, like crying with laughter. There's right so many level. TV shows. When, and the scene, so there's, two, there's three scenes. I better there's, know what you're going to say. There's the swimming pool where his trunks come off when he comes off the diving board. <laughs> the mini where he's like revving in the car park and because he doesn't want to pay for the ticket. So he goes up behind someone when the barrier goes yeah. up. And then the third one is on New Year's Eve where he doesn't have a snack. So he decides that he wants Twiglets and he, and he dips, he gets dips <laughs> from outside and dips them in Marmite. Um, you were going to say that. <laughs> I always used to like the one where he went to the furniture shop and bought um, like an armchair and then he puts it on top of the mini and he uses <laughs> like a mop to like drive it. Did you know that there was only ever 14 episodes of Mr. Bean made? Really? It's mental, isn't it? I Somebody told me that recently, but it seems like such. But again, don't forget that we would have only had like four channels when we were growing up. But it felt like it was something that was such a constant. But yeah, there's only 14 episodes of the actual Mr. Bean series. Can you remember when Channel 5 came in? Yeah, I can remember. Like, that. Yeah. <laughs> Which was her. Anyway. Um, can we not talk about pornography on. on the podcast again this week? Yeah, just moving on. I have had a couple of messages from people about um, the, uh, the German that lives up here. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, intrigued. Um, I don't know whether it was they're intrigued or found it funny because they want to meet him or what. But um, anyway, um, apparently he's won awards, so um, he's he's actually a rock star. <laughs> what he's won awards um, as a rock star or as a um, adult entertainer? No, he's a rock star because he's won awards. Like he's oh, right, won okay. Anyway, um, I also I would like to make an official apology. Um, I've had a couple of people slide into the DMs. Um, to tell me that um, New Zealand, my when I was emotional about my preparation for last weekend's game, which some what someone said, um, I didn't need to worry um, because the last game that England New Zealand played was actually in 2019 over in America, which had slipped my mind because obviously I was taken away back to a pretty bad place with missing the World Cup final in 2017. So I'm making an official apology. My stats on women's rugby were wrong. Um, oh. But uh, thank you for those people that have let me know. Um, I actually worked on that game. So I do remember it. I worked in the studio with Sky Sports. Um, wore a great outfit, actually. Um, and uh, yeah, got sore feet because I was wearing high heels. Anyway, because we stood up. But... Um, oh, great story. Yeah. The only other thing I think I should mention at the top of the podcast this week, because it was the end of the podcast last week, yeah. is the competition for the signed England stash. Um, I have had a couple of pictures sent to me directly from friends, but I would love to see um, your hashtag. I can't remember the hashtag I came up with. What was I think it, it was Autumn Tryhards. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag Autumn Tryhards with a picture of you dressed up as the biggest Tryhards um, fan for your country. Obviously, it's for an England shirt, so it might primarily be England fans, but it doesn't have to be. It could be Welsh, South African, Japanese, Irish, wow, all sorts of games going on this weekend. I'm not sure if I mentioned it last week on the podcast, but um, Wales, Japan this Sunday at the Arms Park. 
And Gwen Crab's boyfriend, Nathan, has promised me that he's going to dress as a crab for the game. So I think that's good try hard behavior. That's that's unbelievable try hard behavior. Yeah, great try hard behavior. So and you know what? Nathan is English. So Ooh. actually, yeah, we could have a front runner there. OK, hashtag autumn try hard um, and just send us a picture. Tag us in social media. Send us a picture of you dressed up in whatever your support is for your country um, at the weekend. So it's running over this autumn and we, yeah, got a second. Uh, speaking of competitions, match pipe return last weekend. Oh, I got a free pint. I don't know how because I um, did really badly. Everyone got a free pint. Anyone who registered to the league before Sunday had a delicious free pint voucher waiting in the game for them. So cheers, my friend. We both got a Guinness. I certainly didn't for my predictions. Um, yeah, I was way off. I mean, I, I underestimated um, Scotland because I thought, well, it's not they've not got a lot of their senior players. I think it was like 12 players from Glasgow and uh 20 from um, no that would be 32 nolly um <laughs> nailing it mate nailing it oh a star was the only uh, maths a star was the only one i got a gcse anyway um but they they smashed tonga but then in commentary um which we'll talk about just now um they Jamie Lyle talked about the fact that tonga had only had four training sessions before the test match and the replacement hooker um who i didn't quite catch his name um he joined them on thursday night so wow. he literally joined them thursday night did team run on friday and played and played a significant proportion of the game for his darts um, but honestly like some of the it some of the tries scored was class if you haven't watched the well, game come on to that let's let's talk about match point first because i'm, oh, I'm yeah. always worried at this point that people who missed out on week 1 won't then join in but it is never too late to join. There are six games this weekend, which means there are six opportunities to win a delicious pint of Guinness. And also, you and I are tied on points. So we've only got 20 points apiece each at this point. People can take over us. Um, it's the same tried and tested format. You predict the scores to beat your mates to win pints of Guinness. It's as easy as that. All you have to do is to pick the winner of each game and how many they'll win by. So last week, I went the same for both games. I said New Zealand by 22 and Scotland by 22. Neither yeah, of them. I, mean, I think I went like Scotland by eight, so I, oh. <laughs> I really did underestimate it. <laughs> okay. Well, you can join the country's best private leagues um, with our league code Tryhards, all one word, capital letters, lowercase. I don't think it matters. All you need to do is to download the Match Pint app, go to the Guinness Pint Predictor, and enter Tryhards. Tryhards, one word, Tryhards. Uh, who won this week's league? Nolatron. Well, I'm just having a look in old uh, Robert Sunny, Sunley. Um, yeah, he, I, he got within four of the New Zealand score, which is Dece, and then within two of the Scotland result. So old Robbie him. boy, decent work. Go on, Robert. Go um, on. Yeah, as you say, I, um, I didn't do too well. You didn't do too well. I was trying to distract the fact that I didn't do very well on match point by discussing the game. <laughs> Let's not. Let's let. I'm just looking at what games there are this weekend now. Because let's have a look. We basically should apparently that like other people who play match point like tell their listeners what they've predicted. I ain't doing that. I'm sorry. 
but I'm not it's too early in the week to be doing that I want to see teams announced I want to get a flavor of things I want to get a feel I want to see the the frisson in the air of the matches on the weekend anyone that um has listened to season three will realize just how much information you take on board before you make those predictions as the are you still the reigning guinness legend yeah i am when i I will say I'm going to get on to Dom later. Dom works for Matchpoint, uh, and Pete. Who's Dom? Is I only know him as Domatron. Domatron, um, and Pete. You'll know Pete from the emails he sends to your inbox, guys. Don't delete real... Pete. Don't don't delete the Pete. He's a real person. Um, they've put Wales versus SAF. S A F. That's not that's not the acronym for South Africa. It's R S A. Right. I had to uh, I had to remind a uh, a certain pundit this week of the acronym for Japan being G J P N. It is not, in fact, J A P. J A P. So Bernard Jackman. Now you know. Um. Well, what are the games quickly? Have you got them there? Got me, mate. Uh, Ireland versus Japan. Won't be watching that because the woman who they have commentating on that, the noise of her voice is. Dirt. <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry, it's you. Uh, that is live on Channel 4 on Saturday at 1 p.m. <laughs> you know what's so exciting about that? Miles Harrison! Milosh, Milosh, Milosh. We love you, we miss you, we cannot wait to hear you. Um, also, at 1 o'clock on Saturday is Italy versus New Zealand um, up the Azuri. Uh, 3.15 is England versus Tonga. 5.30, Wales versus South Africa. That's where I'll be. Um I'll be on the prime Instagram stories again. 8 p.m. France versus Argentina. I'll be looking Ooh. to get home for that. And Sunday, 2.15, Scotland versus Australia. That's a good weekend, isn't it? Is there's a, a lot of rugby, lot of ruggers. And that's just the men's. Obviously, there's lots of women's as well, which we'll come on to. We will um, come on to that. But we, just to... We just will to fin- come on to that. Yeah. Just to finish off my chat about the <laughs> game. Go on. Um, I just want to give a shout out to to Jamie Lyle, who was lead commentator. He doesn't look like his voice. Like every time I hear him commentating, it baffles my brain knowing what Jamie looks like. <laughs> it baffles my brain, regardless of hearing Jamie's voice, because like what human is that that tall? Because he is like <laughs> nine foot to me. Yeah, no, he is a big man. But he had great chat and it was his first ever time commentating at Murray at BT Murrayfield um with Scotland yeah and I just think it's brilliant because he he tweeted about it and I just think you know he was also with Rory Lawson and John Barkley two like legends of Scotland's game um and 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 he just came up with some absolute crackers um he described someone as a flying squirrel which is something that I will be I normally use leaping salmon Flying squirrel to me is far more suitable to um, smaller ratty-like players. So I will be stealing it. Um, I um, And do you know what? There's a lot of pressure to do that when you are sat next to the grandson of the voice of rugby. So <laughs> fair play to Jamie for backing himself there. Um, and actually he, so he tweeted and said, thank you to the boys for take, from leading him through. And I'm like, no, no, you did. You're the lead commentator. Yeah, lead commentator. Um, well, dreams do come true, kids. There you go. Jamie Lyle. Work hard. Be a Work good guy. Hard. Be a good guy. Dreams do come true. Uh, okay. So that was the first game of the Autumn Internationals. Scotland laid down their marker. 
Um, and then next up was Wales. Um, before we talk about the Wales game, because you did a double bubble on the work. So you said you did the um, Prime Video Instagram, which I had a little stalk of. I don't follow them normally, but I had a little look. And uh, just the casual 1.4 million followers looking at my triad mate. Yeah, that translated into a lot of new followers for me how I'm many five <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> basically 1.4 million football fans on the prime account think i'm a munter and you follow me <laughs> oh, you got you only got five new followers five new followers and two people unfollowed me okay. yeah <laughs> Solid, isn't it? Did I ever tell you the story that there was a there was an international player, I won't say who, Go that was it. bragging. This was, I think it must have been before Instagram. Um, and we were all sat at the time. Uh, we had sevens contracts for the 20, oh, I think it was 2013 um, sevens or cup. And we all stayed in the house at Twickenham. So we all travelled down. And um, this international player from the women's game and like been like oh my god she's like quite cheesy on her social media just like oh my god um I'm gonna be at a thousand followers blah, blah, blah. and so um we all unfollowed her so then she dropped out that's so harsh <laughs> that's so harsh it was, it was honestly was like the like we all thought we were so funny all night um anyway sorry carry on so um I thought you did a great job um but you also I feel like you're two-timing the podcast um because you've gone like a step above you've actually you're actually getting paid to to talk (laughs) um I wouldn't call it a step above I think you know I think if you think about where tryhards is globally in terms of I wouldn't necessarily say that it sits above the BBC. Um, You know, if anything, I've noticed that they've ripped off our branding because... That orange? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, my friend. So, yeah, that that was noted, uh, BBC, on the weekend, trying to reel me in with the orange, (laughs) knowing that I've got a soft spot for it. So, yeah, I presented the... Friday night sports show on Radio Wales on Friday night. Uh, funny that it was on Friday night. Um, <laughs> Friday night sports show. Um, three hours. Was it the evening? It was the evening. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was dark outside, and it was about sports. And it was a show. About football day. The first hour was about football. Yeah, we had Noel Mooney, who is the um, head of the FAW in, who very intense Irishman, big old eyes, big eyes, bigger than yours. Uh, bigger than mine I'd say was he um, in the studio with you in the studio very did your eyeballs, did your eyeballs touch at any time or were you wearing um, your glasses were you wearing a shield uh, safety goggles I had safety goggles on um and yeah there was there was a big eyeball off there um but very engaging man um re- I really enjoyed obviously you know football isn't my isn't my wheelhouse necessarily but I loved having this guy in talking about how he feels more connected to the Wales women's team than the men's team, just because he enjoys watching them more and their story. And he's just loving buying into their, their culture, their ethics, their team, their vibes. I was like, yes, no, you can come again. Uh, and then I was like, oh, no, what football match are you going to go and watch this weekend? He was like, 
gonna go to the rugby. I was like, yeah, because rugby's better. Lads, um, lads, beers, beers, beers. Um, did you give him a little um, feminist sticker off your laptop, or did you? I've got those. I've got those on my laptop anymore. Oh my gosh! You, I know. Have I you know. grown up? Have you changed? What's happened? No, I'm just because I'm more radical now, and like you know, planning bombings and stuff. That, no, I don't really do that. That's a joke. Um, I no, I just don't have them stuck on my laptop anymore. I've also got a new laptop in work. They've made me have a laptop. Three years I've been working for the BBC, and I've resisted having to carry a laptop around that belongs to them. Now I've got a laptop. I've got a locker. Is it um is the laptop? Locker. It's like a pantry. It's just got food in it. Squash. Um, Porridge. Squash. Has it has it got um is the laptop like a milky bar? Not not, not like a milky bar, like a um dairy milk. Big old keys, like duck, 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 No, duck. it well, but it's a Windows. I don't know how to work them. So it's got a touch screen though. Snazzy, got a touch screen. Uh, so I used that when I was in studio on Friday for my three hour show. We had James Hook in. Oh, I haven't mentioned that we had Sarah Hirony on the show. Um, we, oh my God, were you ultimate fangirling? Fang- I had to get up at the absolute crack of sparrows on Friday morning to pre record the interview. Um, but that's what I'll do for my friend Gossie. I obviously caused a lot of confusion because I kept referring to her as Gossie and then Sarah Hirony. And obviously Chris, my co-host, did not have a huge awareness of who she was. So I was quite confused by this. Uh, but yeah, we talked about the hacker and I just wanted to have a bit of input from somebody who could talk to us about the cultural relevance of the hacker and Maori culture. And I thought who better than a woman who has led a hacker after winning an Olympic gold medal, a Commonwealth gold medal, a World Cup sevens, a World Cup 15s. I was like, yeah, you know, do you know what? She's all right. Decent CV. Let's get her on. So Loved, loved seeing her, loved chatting to her. Uh, and obviously she's announced the news this week that she is joining her home. Um, they don't call them regions, do they? Province, region, what do they call them in New Zealand? Um, don't know. I don't know, no. even though I live there. I should know. County, no. Not not her area. I think she's Manawatu, isn't she? Cyclones. Is it Manawatu? Because where I was from, well, when I went where I was from, where I was when I lived there, um, was Palmerston North, which was Manawatu. Both my brothers played for Manawatu. But it's um, there, it's the um like super rugby side. So it's yeah, it's canes, isn't it, for Gossie? And oh, then, I don't know. And then um, Ruby Tui the Chiefs. Yeah, which is big news actually. I th- I thought she'd played for <coughs> thought she'd gone through a cycle with it um because there's a whole load of them that had I think played in 15s obviously whilst there was no sevens tournaments in the build-up to um Rio Portia Woodman was playing 13 and basically I think she scored about 5,600 tries in the last four games (laughs) while she's up here with the Black Ferns I'm going to speak to her about um the testimonial game because I think her at 13 me at 10 like I just think that's going to be mega that's gonna be really good I'm intrigued actually um I'm I I don't want to affect because we do things called we do a running order now for the tryhards not not that you'll notice because I take it off track yeah am I allowed to talk about that game yet or um yeah we may as well let's get into it Black Ferns played England on Sunday in the Black Ferns 100th ever test which before we talk about the actual game, I still, I found that a really 
quite affecting statistic on the weekend in terms of where we are globally in terms of women's sport the black ferns are the reigning world cup champions and that was their hundredth test match whereas you had players on the park for england who had individually won 100 caps it's yeah um i think maybe for me it all right if you look at it from a stats perspective it is a bit strange but then fundamentally it comes down to that they've never had any money so they've never been able to travel anywhere and that's the point you know back in 2012 11 12 time um I know speaking to Streety, who was head coach for England, it, he was asked, well, what can we do to make sure that we win the next World Cup from, you know, 2014? <laughs> and the the answer was, we've got to be playing New Zealand. We've got to be playing them far more regularly. We can't just meet them in a final. Um, and so England actually paid for New Zealand to tour. We toured there, uh, same again in the next round of World Cup. So before, obviously, we toured and went over there in, um, in 2017, before the World Cup. Um, I think it's an interesting one because I believe you have to play the best. You want to be playing them. But at the same time, I feel like it benefits in, uh, New Zealand more than it does England yeah. um, because, you know, they are fantastic rugby players. They have a very good coaching setup that, you know, they will be a totally different side this weekend to what they were at the weekend just gone. Um, and it's an opportunity for them and, and you know, I think a classic example was 2017. We we beat them and we beat them well. We went over there and they were embarrassed and they were hurt by it because it was the first time in 16 years they'd lost at home. It was a huge occasion before the Lions test match versus New Zealand Maori. And then World Cup comes and they are a totally different team. They tactically know how to unpick England. They know what the strengths are. Um, so, yeah, I think them doing this tour now is of benefit to England, of course, but I think the team that will benefit the most out of England, France and New Zealand is New Zealand. Um, but then, no, is that a bad thing? I, I tweeted earlier and said, oh, we're podding this afternoon. Um, does anyone have any questions? And Martin Cross has tweeted me saying, are England in a league of their own now off the back of that performance on the weekend? Um, I don't think so because it was one performance against a very, very mediocre New Zealand team. I personally have never seen a New Zealand team perform like that. And, and you'd think I played against them the first time in 2005. I played in pretty much every fixture. I didn't tour in 2013 <laughs> when England got white. What like they just got smashed by New Zealand over there. Um, I think you're seeing a change in the guard in key positions. Um, especially with Fifa Masili and having played at Hooker, so the captain, she captained them for 15 years or 10 years, I think. And it wasn't just her on-field leadership. It was how she was as a player around the team. And and I think they are in a transition time because of that. People like Linda Atuni, you know, Aldora Atuni came off the bench and was a just destroy people. Um, So, yeah, I think New Zealand were very, very average in comparison to what they have in the past and I know they can produce. Um, they seem to have a, a relatively big squad over for these four matches though. So do you think we will see a completely different Blackfern side this weekend? No, I don't think a completely different one. I think you can't really make wholesale changes. You're better off doing two and two. In my opinion, if I was a coach, I wouldn't make a wholesale change because then you don't get any consistency in training. 
in positions. I think there will be changes. I think if Kelly Brazier is fit, she'll be brought in. You have to have a better decision maker in that back line. Um, I think Portia Woodman will come in. I think I personally wouldn't have Stacey Flula um, at 13. I think defensively she was torn apart on the in that channel. Um, and I think it was Holmes at fullback, um, new cap. Did okay, handling for one of the tries was spot on, but again was defensively all over the place because she wasn't controlling that backfield and that corner on that 13, 15, that edge was yeah. was poor. But I think, but but saying that, England performed. England really did perform. They stepped up, they looked fit, they looked strong, they bullied New Zealand, which rarely happens. Yeah. Um, and they were relentless. Um, I think they left a lot of points out there. I think that the handling was good. It was a crisp day. It was obviously a bit windy. Um, but there's a lot of stuff for England to... Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you say they left points out there, how as a team do you deal with the build-up of playing the Black Ferns and, and an expectation of playing the number one team in the world and getting on the front foot quite early? You know, their, their line-out didn't function, their at scrum time England dominated so how do you actually mentally deal with wow we're we're on we're on the up here and we could stuff them is that something that actually ever comes into your head and, and it starts you become a bit chaotic maybe um I think to be honest it, New Zealand just weren't punishing England like they normally would there's actually had a lot of territory and England kept getting it. I think there was a turnover really early on, right yeah. down in the 22. A lot of ascendancy from New Zealand. And Marley Packer got over the ball, turned it over, kicked it. Zoe Harrison did a great job. You know, Claudia didn't box at all, but the ball got shifted back and she, she kicked it really hard into the wind and got away. They got out. So it was like, I think the challenge that you've got 
with New Zealand over most other teams. France is getting there, especially when Tremulio was goal kicking. Yeah. And that if you make mistakes or if they start pressurising you, they punish you and they punish you hard. So whether it's territory or points, they take they take one or the other. Yeah. And that was the difference at the weekend. They just didn't get points. Um, and when they were they weren't converting. And I think that shocked New Zealand. I think it put them into a heart, it put them into a different mindset. Far it affected them far worse mentally than it did England. I think England were expecting them to score and, and, and yeah. they were holding strong. So you build confidence from that. Um, I think. You know, there was a late change with Amber at centre with Lange Tuima coming in at 12 and it like gutted for Amber. It's not a big injury bowl accounts, but she might miss next weekend. And and I think, you know, I'm really sad for her because she's been playing well at club, but Lange stepped up and, you know, for a relatively young side in the back line in particular, first start for Claudia at nine, I think, yeah. um, she was really solid. Everything that you want. What about Holly Aitchison? How do you think she I went? Thought, she did everything she needed to do. She shifted the ball early. She carried hard. She took a try fantastically well. They defensively, they didn't really get challenged. New Zealand yeah. didn't ask many questions out there. But then was that because England were pressurising them? Um, I think there was like a slight misread on the weird kick through when um, the six scored. But um, yeah, I think like Holly, Holly was was wonderful and, and all you want as a senior player even though I'm not on the field anymore you just want any new cat to have a positive experience wearing that white shirt and she was under a lot of pressure it was Emily Scarrett's shirt that's what everyone's been calling it and she's a totally different player to Scarrett's in a lot of ways um, but actually in a lot of ways is also very similar because she has the run catch pass of scars in a, in a different way but that kind of variation and yeah she should be mega proud of of herself and I just and I just love like her social media afterwards was just she got loads of traction from world rugby and from England rugby and it was just it was just so positive and I think that kind of from the back line was great uh, um Abby Dow took her form in Ellie Kildun you know her little step and score I think where I say they left points out there for me, they should have shifted the ball to the space earlier that like a couple of times as a couple of times he ran it, whatever. But those are things you want to work in on. I think the yeah. other thing to recognize was set piece. Zoe Allcroft was in a league of her own with Abby Ward as well. The two of them were brilliant. Um, the bench for England were great. Maud Murr got her first. Um, oh God, I have first. to say, so when I thought that my highlight of, the match was Abby Ward's handoff because I was like pump that into my veins that I love seeing that but Maud came on with the biggest smile I think I've ever seen in test rugby and then pushed New Zealand backwards in the first scrum and the smile got bigger and I was just like <laughs> I've never seen anyone so happy and Maud is such a sweet girl and she's so lovely and it just it made my heart so warm on Sunday that was the highlight of the game for me yeah, no, she's class. Um, I coached her, obviously, everything obviously. she knows. <laughs> um, and I think, you know, the other thing to note is um, I talked about Zoe Harrison. You know, she got player of the match, rightly so, from Murray um, commentary. And uh, I think she managed the game really well. Again, she's a tech. She, in my opinion, just like Owen Farrell, they perform well at 10 for a reason for their clubs. Yeah. Why do you put them in a different position in England? 
So that's my thing with her. Um, thought she thought that Zoe looked very assured as well. Yeah, it's easy to not feel like that and look like that in that game. And from the get go, she looked assured. She looked confident. She looked to the manner born with it. Yeah, and you, but you think she's had quite a lot of caps. You know, she first caps when she was around with Katie at um, you yeah. know, I was in there. Scazzy was in there. A lot of senior players in that backline around her early doors, and so. I think, yeah, rightly so, she should be confident in terms of her form. And then the only other thing to, to, to say, really, because I think I've listed off every other position, was just the scrum dominance and the power that came through was really good to see because it has been a concern. It was a massive concern. I've never seen an England scrum fold like it did in the Six Nations at times. And it was just great to see Burner back fit. Hannah Bosserman has, you know, been in and out of a lot of injuries wow. and has come back. And, you know, then like Amy Cocaine comes on and like smashes. Like, do you know what I mean? So I think from that perspective, it was just um, a really assured match. Uh, is it going to be the same this weekend? No. Is that a good thing? Yes. It will challenge the girls. If Does it match if they lose? Oh, they'll be gutted. But Again, I don't think that would be a bad thing. So it would be great for their learning either way. Um, and then, you know, New Zealand go on to two pretty tough tests against two uh, oh, French. Yeah. Um, USA and Canada played, I think, last night or the night before. Last night, yeah. Last night before they head over here. Uh, Alona Ma made her 15s debut. Yeah, she so has really, the in the world right now. really big legs, like strong like kind of stare at them a little bit long quads yeah <laughs> um do you know she's you a see her dressed as wonder woman yeah every year same, oh, same okay. every year. um if you i mean if you know what you like and you like what you know go for it um yeah did you know that alone is a registered nurse is she yeah um lovely family i've met her parents lovely family really nice people um that's all I've got to offer on that because I don't know what the result of the game was um so Canada won and okay. I saw I haven't seen the game um I'll try and get um it was streamed on World Rugby YouTube but by all accounts the Canadian defense was pretty good in the second half because I think they're winning a half title I was following Ghislaine's Instagram story oh, I literally saw one story from Ghislaine and thought how funny it was that her rugby viewing habits had changed like on a dime in the past couple of months because the priority was getting the baby down to sleep so that she could actually watch the game and I thought <laughs> life life comes at you quick there Jess. yeah you know what's really interesting was seeing all of the social media for the support of players that have been playing in the Allianz Premier 15s yeah. I think that's been really great because it's a lot bigger viewing it's a lot bigger following than potentially their own home nations get so I think that's just been really great and it really celebrates them I mean obviously it benefits England because they've got England are playing America and Canada themselves so you know but it shows the depth in the in the premiership at the moment from an international perspective and obviously you've also got the Japanese that are going to be playing um and then the South Africans and I, you know what some other content I've loved recently is just um some of the Welsh girls stuff yeah. Um, you know, to see Snowy, who I thought might have hung up her boots last year, um say, you know, in a in a very proud tweet, this is my twelfth year with in a red shirt, I think is um is you cool. I, um it's interesting you say that. I was chatting to Snowy over text a couple of weeks ago and I have to agree, I thought that, you know 
we all know different things went on with Wales earlier this year after Six Nations I thought Snowy would be done but she actually credits Dave Ward for how much she's enjoying her rugby at the moment she said it this season has completely changed her mindset towards rugby and he's put her back in a place of you play rugby Snowy because you enjoy playing rugby and I think what the Bristol girls are taking from Bristol into the Wales camp this time is going to be hugely beneficial to Wales and I really look forward to seeing how they all perform you know what I'm also looking forward to what you producing a little cheeky radio show from I'm the not ground. producing it I'm presenting it my friend well I thought you were presenting producing no I'm presenting I, I, I'm there on my own what does that mean when you're presenting what does that mean so when you tune into Radio Wales at, I don't, don't know what time I'm on air, probably 11.50 on Saturday or 12 maybe, um, there'll be 15 minutes of chat before kickoff and then half time it'll be me chatting again and then full time be me chatting again. Oh. Yeah, so there you go, one for you to tune into. Uh, for the English language commentary of Wales Japan on Sunday, I'm really looking forward to the game. The vibes in camp, the vibes seem really good. Um, I absolutely peed myself that um, on the weekend, the girls did like a pumpkin carving competition in camp. And they obviously did it in like pairs. And Hannah Jones was just the most um, unhelpful pumpkin carver I've ever seen and Jazzy Joyce was just filming her without her realizing just scraping air off of this pumpkin <laughs> absolutely nothing and Jazz has filmed her and she's like Han you you're all right there and she's like yeah just doing nothing so uh, that really made me laugh but as you say it is nice to see the girls active on social media and and that you know they look happy and they look excited for this weekend and I loved seeing the squad picture that went out yesterday on socials. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to this weekend. Um, South Africa and Canada to come after this, but whew. Just thinking about Halloween and um, pumpkins. Yeah, go on. Here it comes. One thing, one thing, I've, re- one thing I've noted, the, the people I follow that are parents, the amount of parents that got unnecessarily dressed up, like, incredibly well dressed up for trick-or-treating um it, I mean is that a thing I mean I'm pretty sure my mum or dad would be in the car with the heater up full ball um so that uh, just well, waiting you were allowed to go tr- I wasn't allowed to go trick-or-treating my mum used to say it was begging whereas oh. now Sunday night Karen Jones is there she's the house the front of the house so we're planters had skeletons coming out of them. There was a happy Halloween thing across the front of the house. There was a skeleton sat at the table in the front garden, pumpkins everywhere, trick-or-treaters at the door. They went out for a curry. I didn't go because I didn't feel very well. And they put a sign on the front door that said, um, what is this I hear up the garden path? Um, we're not here, so help yourself. Some like rhyme or something. It did actually rhyme. And a thing of sweets. I was like, when I was a kid, it'd be a, a witch's hat that cost a quid in Martin's news agents, a black bin bag tied around my shoulder, and absolutely no chance of going trick-or-treating. We'd have like, oh, I'm going to do you a Halloween menu. It'd be the same dinner. She'd just call it something different. <laughs> be like, oh, yeah, amazing. And for dessert, it's going to be brains with blood. No, it's not. It's rice pudding with a blob of jam in the middle, Karen. Like... Um, so I remember when uh, when we came back from New Zealand, I was nine, 
and my brother Sam was 13 and and it was just Sam and I until Christmas so from August to Christmas it was just him and I Joe was still in New Zealand and um we decided dad was like well are you going to go trick-or-treating and Sam was like trying to be a bit cool but he wasn't he was like an ultimate geek so he was like oh I want to so then he was the headless man so he got one of my dad's shirts and like did up above his head and I was I think I just was this black thing I, I just put tights on my head and just wore all black um so Kim Kardashian at the Met Gala basically basically that was basically yeah. she copied me from um I mean only a couple of years ago when I was nine um <laughs> 1974 we um when life is black and white um yeah. and uh yeah so the first house we went to dad was like look go up the road if they you know just yeah just go and didn't didn't say like because obviously we've been living in New Zealand so we didn't know and we had these like Kiwi accents and we didn't know that you didn't go to houses if they didn't have decorations and so we went to the first house we went to um we went up to the door and knocked on the door and said trick or treat and they basically um said we don't do that here and we're really quite grumpy and um realized that it was a vicarage so they um <laughs> they don't really sort of no they're not big on it vicarage. no um so yeah so that upset me obviously the first one where we got sent away and then scurried back so then dad got in the car and drove us around to where he knew I feel like my mum used to go out really like rubbish things as well when I was a kid if trick-or-treaters came to the door she'd be like giving you like an apple or a satsuma or you know a club a a viscount biscuit anyway um I was impressed the one thing I will say is a shout out to um the Banahans so first of all if you don't follow them Sacco Beauty which is Becky Sacco who is Matt's wife who I went to school with she's absolutely brilliant her and her sister own Sacco Beauty and they do amazing candles and stuff nice. that they hand make themselves anyway she's so funny on social media because she just like her kids are wild and she takes the make out of Matt and stuff but Matt who is infamous on his social media for scaring her and her sisters and her parents and all sorts he put a body underneath one of the cars that was like a um, skeleton and dressed as a skeleton himself under a car. And when the kids came up to the house, jumped up and scared them. Uh-huh. And Becky put out like a, a thing on her social media, basically saying, I pu- I publicly apologise for the, the terror that my husband caused. I would not enjoy that. I, I don't think I'd like take my kids, that would terrify me. I mean, he's like, I mean, he's like six. <laughs> so even like six foot ten so half of them would still be big <laughs> so you know that is terrifying that is not for me um any other halloween shout outs you want to give out whilst we're here um i mean my friend pat he had a couple of outfits um yeah and uh like the classic got got a message from one of my really good friends sarah whose little boy grayson is four and her nephew cole is i think two or three and they went i got a photograph from them around the grandparents and cole who's never really experienced it or been old enough to understand it was screaming at nanny because she was an alien or something and um apparently Sarah's mum just kept saying but it's nanny but it's nanny and he kept thinking I'm attacking nanny so then 
wow. so Sarah ended up saying like please just take off your mask you don't have to be wearing it wow okay so, yeah good times traumatic for kids traumatic for kids um I want to give a shout out um to friend of the pod um she's changed her name this this season to Vicky Flatwood have you seen this I no. was in bits earlier on so Vicky Fleetwood, if you haven't seen on her social media, is also running a competition to win a load of England stash. So go and get involved in that. But somebody has set up like an account to try and con people who've entered the competition and they've called it Vicky.Fletwood. They've put <laughs> one E in it. So I messaged her like, Fletto, and you know, the next time I go to an England or Saracens game and she's playing, I will be shouting, Fletto. Oh, I hope she plays this autumn. She's currently uh, getting herself fit. So, yeah, there's a couple of girls that have had niggles. Pardon? Uh, I said get back on the pitch, Flatto. We should also give a little shout out to Brian and Cleal, who has been back under the knife, um, had a little op. I saw that she's uh, got her sister's dog keeping her company, um, but another walking wounded. She just did it in training in the skill set. Apparently, just rolled it in a skill session, just rolled it and snapped about 53 ligaments. Stop. Yeah, stop. Um, talking about ankle injuries, England welcomed back uh, Leanne Riley, who's not Riley anymore. She's no. in which confused me. Um, all these women getting married and changing their names. Hey, we'll talk about marriage stuff next week, shall we? I've got to give one last shout out to School of Hard Knocks. I am doing their dinner um, for the charity, which is at a golf club in South Wales. If you go on the School of Hard Knocks charity Twitter, you can see more information about it. There are still tables available. It's ahead of the Fiji game. Me and Nick Williams, it's always a really good fun night and it's always a really interesting insight into what that charity does and what they're about so please support it if you can and get involved tables available loads of fun the wine will be flowing that's my parting comments for this week's pod because i said goodbye early i'll just say lj just then aggressively pointed at the screen all the way through that so um and bit her bottom lip so anyone Better than biting my nails, Danielle. Better than biting your nails. Anyone that knows she's serious now knows she's really, really serious. It's a great night. I've been involved with the charity in the past and they are good nights. And uh, yeah. Do you want to get Get involved. Love to. In Dublin. Drinking Guinness for stars. Bye. Bye, guys. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.